case you're new, this is the Rorschach Nigeria update from the 1st of September 2022. A quick summary of what's going down in Nigeria. On Saturday the 27th, the Electoral Commission warned political parties against using religious facilities in the country for political campaigns. The Electoral Commission also reminded parties that the Electoral Act also bans the use of police stations and public offices for political campaigns and rallies. In other news, the Canadian government donated about $6 million for a project to increase women's participation in politics in Nigeria. The Canadian High Commissioner to Nigeria announced the donation on Monday the 29th and said they will deliver the funds over the next four years and that UN women will be in charge of the project. The UN said this project is important because the average representation of women in Nigeria's parliament was 4%, which is lower than the global average of 26%. And since we mentioned the UN on Thursday the 25th, Vice President Osimbarja published a report on the country's execution of the UN Sustainable Development Goal, or SDG. According to the UN coordinator in Nigeria, the government should spend 20% of the national budget on education instead of the current 7% to achieve one of the UN's SDGs. Speaking of education, on Monday the 29th, the university's academic staff union extended its six-month strike action despite last week's claims of the Minister of Education. He said that the federal government had addressed most of the union's demands. The union is demanding that the executive increase salaries, pay wages withheld since the strike, and invest in university infrastructure. And moving on to some economic news, on Friday the 26th, the National Bureau of Statistics released its gross domestic report that showed the economy grew by more than 3% in the second quarter. This is the seventh consecutive growth since the 2020 recession caused by the coronavirus. The services sector, which is the largest in the country's economy, grew by about 7%, while the oil sector fell by 12%. And on that note about the oil sector, on Tuesday the 30th, the executive bought the Security and Civil Defense Corps eight gunboats to fight oil theft. The Minister of Interior said the government will take the war to the oil thieves as they prevent the country from bringing in considerable revenue. He also said that the robbers cause environmental pollution and other health hazards by attacking sensitive oil pipelines. The government urged citizens to assist security agencies to stop the oil thieves by giving useful information that might lead to the detention of the criminals. And surprisingly, on the same day, the head of the government-owned National Petroleum Corporation claimed religious organizations and security agencies in the oil communities were involved in the theft, and that the executive had found stolen fuel and makeshift pipelines in churches and mosques. The corporation then said it had shut down some of its pipelines because of the theft. Since we talked about religion, Pope Francis ordained Nigerian Bishop Peter Orparleke and 19 other priests as cardinals on Saturday the 27th. The College of Cardinals is a body of senior priests that support the Pope and oversee the affairs of the church. 
Peter Obi, the presidential candidate of the Labour Party, and the government of Anambra State, Charles Saludo, attended the ceremony held at the Vatican City. Speaking of Europe, on Thursday the 25th, Germany agreed to give 500 stolen sculptures held in the Ethnological Museum in Berlin back to Nigeria. British soldiers stole the sculptures in 1897 when they invaded the Kingdom of Benin, located in the southwestern part of the country. They will return 342 of the sculptures to the country this year, while the rest will remain on a 10-year loan exhibition at the Humboldt Forum Museum in Berlin. On that note about the UK, on Tuesday the 30th, Fidelity Bank said that Nigeria's central bank approved Fidelity's acquisition of the UK branch of the Union Bank. The purchase is still subject to the approval of the Prudential Regulatory Authority of the UK. Speaking of banks, the central bank gave foreign airlines operating in Nigeria $265 million to help them repatriate their revenue out of the country on Friday the 26th. Recall that last week, the airline Emirates said it would suspend its operations from the 1st of September as it could not get its funds out of the country due to the central bank's foreign currency exchange control. Speaking of airlines suspending their operations, on Tuesday the 30th, Delta Airlines announced that it will suspend its flights between New York and Lagos from the 4th of October. The airline said it will continue to operate its flight service between Lagos and Atlanta, so customers traveling to New York and other cities across the U.S. can make a stopover in Atlanta and take connecting flights to other destinations in the U.S. On Tuesday the 30th, the Civil Aviation Authority ordered indebted local airlines to start repaying their debts to the government or their license will be suspended within a month. The debt arose from the taxes the government imposed on ticket and cargo sales, landing and parking, and from terminal and navigational charges. The airlines owe $107 million. Recall that last week, the airline operators of Nigeria accused the Civil Aviation Authority of imposing multiple charges on airlines. And on that note about travel, on Thursday the 15th, the federal government warned citizens against traveling to North Cyprus. According to the executive, a lot of citizens have been killed there, and since Cyprus is not recognized by the United Nations and it is a de facto state, there is not much government can diplomatically do to help citizens if something happens to them there. Next up, some news on health. On Thursday the 25th, the WHO praised the country for being polio-free for three years. Also on the same day, UNICEF said it will continue to support the executive's efforts to get rid of all preventable diseases, but called for a stronger immunization strategy in the country. On Tuesday the 30th, a hospital in Anambra State said residents should immediately seek Medicare if they see any unusual rashes on their body, since they might be infected with monkeypox. So far, there have been 220 confirmed cases of the virus this year in the country. And moving on, Vice President Orsin Barjaw arrived in the U.S. on Wednesday the 31st. He met with his counterpart, Kamala Harris, the Secretary of Treasury, and the President of the World Bank. He paid a visit to the U.S. in order to raise fundings for the Nigerian Energy Transition Plan, which aims at achieving net zero emissions in the country by 2060. 
He is expected to return back to Nigeria next week. And in sports news, on Thursday the 25th, FIFA released its rankings. The men's football team remained the fifth best team in Africa and 31st in the world. The men's basketball team lost to Angola on Sunday the 28th in a qualifying match for the World Cup. This means the team is in fourth position in Group E, but it can still qualify for the competition as there are two more matches ahead, which will be played in February of next year. The top two teams in each group and the best third place team in all groups will qualify for the World Cup. And that's it for this week. Thank you as always so much for joining us. We did our part and now we want your opinion. Did we get things right? Did we miss anything? You can always tell us at Nigeria at Rorschach.com. That's R-O-R-S-H-O-K.com. Say go bay. Thank you.